Welcome to Balanced Pixels, a podcast where three friends from different walks of life share their love of video games and how they manage to fit all those pixels into their busy schedules. Drizzle, a super mom who does it all. Josh, a desert dweller with a love for sunshine. And Scully, a virtual builder who has her hands in all the cookies. Balanced Pixels is brought to you by Ghoul Scout Cookies. All the crunch without the expiration date. Ew, that sounds questionable. <laughs> Sound, sounds soggy. <laughs> I don't know why, but just like, it sounds moist. I would question if there's any sprinkles on there or crunchies. You're like, hmm, mm, pretty Asian, yeah. just like what mom used to make. Oh, God. <laughs> Those aren't Pop Rocks. Those are pimples. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, uh, hi, guys. Welcome back to episode two. Woo! Also, guys, virtual high five. We're now on iTunes. Yay, we're on iTunes now. And Apple Podcasts, actually. For app, yeah, yeah, Apple, Apple Podcasts. Podcasts. Which you can listen so to. So be sure to leave iTunes. a rating and review. Please. <laughs> yeah. If you like us. <laughs> Tell us that you like us. If you don't like us, I guess that's okay too. <laughs> that's okay. Well, we have Ghoul Scout cookies, so how can they not like us? I know, right? They've got all the crunch, man. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so should we? Uh, should we like talk about some some gaming news that we? Let's heard about? do this. Yes, let's do it. So the gaming news I'm excited for is you guys, uh, Fallout 76 is getting custom private servers, Fallout Worlds. And you actually got to dabble in some of that with Wreck-It Renee a couple days I ago, did. right? I did, yes. Oh, so I need to download the PTS. How is it? How is it? Oh, oh my God. It's so good. So you guys, uh, if you have Fallout 76 and you have it on PC, download the PTS because that is live right now for testing. Um, we won't see it on consoles until September, but whew, oh, guys. it's only except that's only a month away. Yeah, yeah and, it's a month and whoever away. has it, even if you have it on Steam, you can still download a PTS because it's still technically a computer. Because yeah. as long as you have the Bethesda launcher, yes. oh yeah, 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 just sign in with your Bethesda account. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, yeah, it's you can the building restrictions are very relaxed, so you can change all of the settings. You can guys, you can change your jump height. Uh, 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 wait, okay. No, what? what about the fall damage? You can set. Yeah. You can turn that off too. They, they even say like, make sure you turn off the fall damage if you're gonna jump to the, you know, the moon and back. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh. But I love the fact that you'll be able to like uh, customize like amount of like spawn of enemies and what uh, yes. enemies as well. And so for my crew, the campfire West Virginia tells, we're stoked. Always, always foggy. We, it's gonna be always foggy. There's <laughs> gonna be some quantum world, and there's gonna be some serious cryptids happening, and we are excited. Yes, you guys, you <laughs> can control the weather, and they have a new feature called quantum storms. It I is know. exactly what it sounds like, and it is beautiful. I can't wait for oh pictures. Oh, I can't pictures. wait. I'm okay with spoilers for this. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's it's so beautiful. And if you are a streamer or content creator, you are allowed to stream and share this stuff. There's no NDA for the PTS. So yeah, that's that's all I've got for news. That's the main thing I'm excited about. <laughs> Does anybody else have any other gaming news that they are excited for? I'm sad, actually, for my gaming news. <gasps> oh, no. oh no. So 
Horizon Zero Dawn Forbidden West got pushed out for another year. Uh, they're thinking oh. probably the first quarter of 2022. Now, I am a huge Horizon Zero Dawn fan. Guerrilla Games, they've done a really good thing. And I love the storyline. I love the mechanics and the playthrough, the music. The, oh, my gosh. I can go on about this game. And I was super stoked because the Horizon Zero Dawn Forbidden West, which is basically like the outer skirts of like California for this um character because the original game takes place like in the wyoming montana and a little bit of the southwest area and so this game will take place in california or and a little bit of the pacific northwest as well and it, i saw like the live gameplay and it was super stoked because it was supposed to come out this uh, like this fall and by then i would have gotten my hands on a play uh playstation f- uh, 5 mm-hmm. console but it got pushed out so I'm oh. hoping that this is because they want to perfect it because they don't want another cyberpunk on their hands. They don't want another No, no Man's Sky <laughs> on their hands. They don't want another yeah. Fallout 76 on their hands, you know? Yeah. So, and I think what happened was all the marketers and advertisers, like all the people who were not game developers were pushing this game. Like, we got to do it now. We got to do it now. Do it now. And the game was like, no, 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 no. So yeah, a lot of PlayStation gamers like myself were kind of... Some are mad and some are just disappointed and I'm just really sad. But again, I'm, I'm really sad about that news. There was a lot of people who actually play Horizon Zero Dawn. So yeah, there's my sadness. Aww. I'm that sad. Good. But you'll at least I feel like by then you'll for sure, uh, hopefully all of us will have our PlayStation 5s by then. So yes. I mean, yes, I think so this is smart, actually, that they've delayed it because more people will actually be able to play it. Um. Stray Kitty, how about that for good news? Bringing us back on a positive news. Yes, can I talk about Stray? Go for it, play Stray. That was, okay, that was what I was going to talk about. Okay, so Stray is a game that's coming out in 2022. Uh, I believe it's going to be on PS4, PS5, and PC. And uh, I have the description, and I'm just going to read the description because it's ridiculous and I love it. So, lost, alone, and separated from family, a stray cat must untangle an ancient mystery to escape a long-forgotten city. Stray is a third-person cat adventure game set amidst the detailed, neon-lit alleys of a decaying cyber city and the murky environments of its seedy underbelly. This is cat, like a cat-driven cyberpunk. Oh <laughs> my god! With, like, friendly humanoid robots that you can, like, befriend and you get your own little flying drone. It, it's it, so absolutely cute. fantastic. I, I cannot yeah. wait for this thing. It's by Blue 12 Studio uh, is the developer. Oh, I think it's, like, that... indie studio. Yeah. Oh, I love indie cool. games. True. You know, and Stray is amazing because, like, honestly, when I say it's, like, cyberpunk with a no, cat. No, it totally does. It is the quality of like Cyberpunk 2077 on a PS5. Like it's it's beautiful. Like oh my like goodness. unbelievable detail in this game. I'm just yeah. picturing a little cat flying around with a little drone. Like oh my god. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's got a little backpack that <gasps> the drone and it, like and stays on. And the cutest on. part yeah. is an orange tabby. <gasps> oh, I love orange tabby so much. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it, it's just oh, it's, oh. it's and then you can like brush against like the the humanoid robots, mm-hmm. you know, and they get all oh. like happy, you know, and they're like, oh, kitty, you know. Maybe not all of them, but some of them do. Yeah. It is. God, this is going to be a big like photo game. Lots of photos will be taken in this game. Oh, for real. <laughs> well, does that does that cover all of our our gaming news for this week? Yeah. That's as far as I know. That's all, yeah. That's all I had. Yeah. Ah. 
Do we want to do we want to jump into this episode since it's a, it's going to be a lengthy one? Let's it go is. for it. What is that? Fault out dwellers. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we are jumping into the Fallout franchise, you guys. The Ooh. whole kit and caboodle. Oh yeah. There's a okay. lot to unpack in here. <laughs> so disclaimer for anybody who's listening to me, I'm not one of those diehard I break out the chronological Bible. I am <laughs> a casual Fallout lover. <laughs> I, you know. <laughs> Meanwhile, Scully spent all day yesterday doing, <laughs> oh my god, quote unquote notes that turned into an entire freaking outline. <laughs> yeah, she was like studying for the SAT, but this was in regards to the Fallout lore. So, yeah, <laughs> my notes—they get really weird at the end, though. <laughs> you can tell that our girl was getting tired. <laughs> They got super loopy. Yeah, I um, I just like looked up some stuff, went down a few like wormholes, but like I'm I'm kind of with you, Tris. Like I'm not like super diehard on the stories and the chronological order, but I am a big fan. Like I've got a vault tech tattoo, so like yeah. clearly I like the series. But like, yeah, there's some. <laughs> There's a lot to unpack here. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like, don't get me wrong. Like, I know Fallout 76 lore inside and out, mm-hmm. and a bit of 4 as well, but it's, yeah, like all the previous ones, dude. <laughs> Thank Ooh. God Scully wrote some notes here. Like, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, for those of you who may be listening and are not familiar with the Fallout franchise, so just like a brief overview of uh, what you would find in a Fallout game. So, it's, the games are primarily uh, single player, most of them. They take place in a post-apocalyptic world. This world is, it's similar to ours, but it's heavily influenced by the post-World War II paranoia surrounding nuclear energy and weapons. So you see a lot of that, uh, the vintage themes, like the 30s, 40s, and 50s. But in this world, everything is powered by nuclear energy because they were able to harness that idea and actually use it. We tried and we went, yeah, maybe that's a bad idea. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they were like, yeah, this is a great idea. And they went with it. <laughs> so yeah, you see a lot of that um, throughout the timeline. And then um, you see that even after the bombs fell, you still see that theme all throughout the game, almost as if like you don't see a progression of art at all. Like nothing progresses in like the art field because everyone's just too busy trying to survive. They aren't really uh, too focused on fashion and culture. <laughs> Oh. oh, it's all all frozen in time, basically. Yes. So it's like, oh, definitely up my alley. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you get to see a bit of like what was going on before the bombs fell in Fallout 4. Mm-hmm. And you kind of learn that, like, you know, they weren't exactly caught off guard by the bombs. Like it was a little bit of a sh- like a shock and they were like, oh shit, this is actually happening. But yeah. overall, like, you know, they knew that the world... The world was like struggling for resources before the bombs fell. There was constant fighting. Um, there was, I remember there being mentioned about like a war in Alaska. Like a, uh, yeah. That's actually what yeah. set it all off. It was uh, yeah. mm-hmm. the Chinese, I believe, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd have bad to that, all for that oil. Sweet, sweet crude oil. Oh, yeah. yeah. Natural resources, man. Oh, yeah. I liked it. <laughs> so everyone was aware that like, you know, everything was going tits up. <laughs> So, mm-hmm. Vault Tech was born. Yeah. So, Vault Tech comes in and they build all of these vaults and they're selling everyone on the idea of, like, you know, come buy a space in this vault, you'll be safe underground. And their whole slogan is a better life underground. Mm-hmm. However, 
as you play through these games, you learn that vault Tech wasn't this, like, you know, oh, we're gonna save humanity kind of company. They were running tests on all of these precedents in these Experiment. vaults. Experiment. Everybody was experimenting. Well, there's a few <laughs> vaults that were not experimental ones, like 76. 76, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So there's, like, there's a lot of lore that you find in this game about vault Tech and what they're doing. And you even see some stuff, like, some dealings with vault Tech and the government, the vault Tech and the military. Even uh, at one point, like, Nuka-Cola is brought in there. No. They're, they're everywhere. They're right? Mm-hmm. That's why I tattooed their logo on my arm. <laughs> I am vault Tech. <laughs> right? We're all vault Tech. <laughs> but yeah, so um, you see a lot of that, like, that ooey gooey, you know, top secret tidbits throughout the game. And you're just like, oh my mm-hmm. god, this was happening in this vault. Like, what the hell? And yeah, in the, a lot of the older games, like 3, 4, and even 76, you see a lot of references to a lot of the older games. Yes. So, and I think that's really cool because they're like, you know, of course, when in any game, you're just like, you kind of have some questions about some things that mm-hmm. don't quite get answered. <laughs> And then you, you you know, kind of get that answer later on in some of these other games, which I thought was really cool. Which so. is very important to read all terminals and listen to all holotapes. Yes. In <laughs> any Fallout game, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Um, so as for, like, like, creatures and NPCs that you'll find in these games, they played heavily on the idea of mutations brought on by a combo of radiation and a virus that had been released. We won't go into great detail about all of that, but you'll see like various mutated humans and animals. You guys, they mm-hmm. didn't leave out the rest of the species on the planet. No, they, they had a, a cocktail that evolved their skins and their whole yes. body. So yeah. there's like all yeah. different types of you'll 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 encounter like in type like types of unfriendly creatures, humans, and humanoid creatures. Mm-hmm. But you'll also run into oh, yeah. some friendly ones too. Honestly, the fact that they've created this entire universe is really impressive when you look at all of the different timelines and stories and areas and creatures. It's it's wild. I mean, this is beyond the TV series, really. And I love it, though. I also love it how, like, it depends on what area of the map you are on the Fallout lore. So from, you know, the East Coast to Appalachia to Vegas. And also, of course, other DLCs and side games that you might participate in. Uh, the music reflects from that area mm-hmm. and era yeah. that it's trapped in. Because I know, like in I, Fallout I really 4, like- there was more big band music and such, and we have more coal miner, more down to your roots type of music. And then, of course, Vegas, nothing but Elvis, baby. Oh, yeah. Elvis and Western. I loved the new mm-hmm. Vegas <laughs> songs, they were my favorite. True. <laughs> Uh, there are a lot of Fallout games, including a tabletop RPG that just recently came out. And there's a bunch of add-ons and a whole lot more, but we'll be sticking just to the main video games. No DLC, no extra little bitties. There's not enough time for all that. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, well. So um, let's start off with the the first, of course. Fallout. The very first one. I figured doing it by game release would be a good idea because people who've been playing since the first one, my god, yeah, kudos to you. That's um, off. I can <laughs> see why they were kind of disappointed by 76. Yes. You know. <laughs> this is the order they would have played it in. 
We have Fallout, the first game, was created by Tim Kane and developed by Interplay. So yes, uh, this game was released on October 10th, 1997. And it was definitely a PC 19th. game before it got released later on in life for the consoles. Yes, it was yeah. Yeah. much, much later. They were just like, oh, hey, consoles, here you go. <laughs> I guess you can have this. Right, I give you a gift. Right. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Uh, this game was a oh god, a top-down turn-based combat game. So when you were in combat, you had to you know attack, and then you would wait for the enemy to attack, and uh, mm -hmm. so on and so forth. And for those of you who don't, for those of you who don't know what top-down is, because uh, my dad actually asked me what this was when I was talking to him about this, he was like. What's top down? <laughs> I was like, oh dad, you're an old you're an older gamer than I am. How do you not know this term? Mm -hmm. So top down is when your point of view is from above looking down on your character. Yeah. So that's so what like top Diablo down is. or The Sims or yes. you know. Exactly. Like your girl does not like top down games, sorry. <laughs> oh, I don't mind them. I like being I... immersed in my worlds, which is why first person shooter is my go to. Agreed. Yeah, but I, there's a lot yeah. of people who are big fans of these type of games because it's all about strategy and tactics. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that's what I think the fir the first Fallout game was also based on, besides lore. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Very much. And and I mean, you know, whatever whatever you like, I guess I like immersion and storytelling and an easy easy playthrough. <laughs> Every, yeah. every side note, every time I hear the word immersion, I hear uh, our friend Radrock say it. Immersion. Right? <laughs> Shout out to Radrock. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it was a top-down turn-based game. This game... So, this is why we got Fallout. It was inspired on the game Wasteland, which had the similar post-apocalyptic theme. Um, and everyone wanted a sequel for it, but Electronic Arts EA was like, nah, for a while. Those motherfuckers. Yes. So Interplay. Not surprised. Yeah. So Interplay was like, you know what? We'll make our own post-apocalyptic game. And Fallout mm -hmm. was created. And yeah. when I was doing the research, I kept seeing like spiritual sequel or spiritual successor, which essentially means like it was inspired by Wasteland. Yeah. But it was a lot of the original creators, right? Like, wasn't Tim Kane originally? Did he work believe, on Wasteland? Maybe I believe so. I want to say he like. He worked on it. Yeah, because Interplay uh, had a hand in making Wasteland. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they were also the and, ones and, that wanted to make a sequel. Yeah. And, and so Wasteland was out in 88. So, like, I. And and believe it or not, I found out this game is still around. They just released Wasteland 3 last year. And yeah. this game what? has an extremely high rating. It has 8,000 reviews on Steam. Very positive. And it's won like a boatload of awards. <laughs> so oh, yeah. um, it's not as good as Fallout in my opinion, though. It looks it's, <laughs> it's interesting. Um yeah, but check yeah. that out. I mean, I don't go beyond Fallout when it comes to, you know, this type of style game and theme and whatnot. Like, I got a loyalty here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and it's also still top-down. Wasteland is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. So, uh, back to Fallout. <laughs> yeah, so Fallout's amazing, though. So. Right? <laughs> so do you guys want to yeah. uh, take a guess where this takes place? I'm gonna say California. Yes, the Sunshine Saints. Where your girl is currently at. 
<laughs> I was really excited when I found out like Fallout took place in California. I was like, man, still not going to play it because it's a top down, but that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would love to see like a, a remake of this game in first person. For real. Oh, yeah. that would be so cool. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so we are in the year 2161. Ooh. So far in the future, guys. We also, are pretty far. Yeah. All of this takes place in the future. And the character we play doesn't really have a name. They're just known as the Vault Dweller. So their goal is they're, uh, they leave their, their cozy little home, Vault 13, to find their replacement water chip because theirs broke. They were like, oh no, we broke that shit. Mm-hmm. Let uh, somebody, quick, go find another one. Right. And, <laughs> and you're the lucky one who gets this easy easy job of finding a new one but uh you gotta venture out to the wasteland so mm-hmm. maybe not so easy maybe? yeah so that's pretty much the uh the gist of this game by the way the vault dweller who went to go get the water chip was never able to return home so it kind of makes you wonder that everybody in that vault die oh my gosh <laughs> you oh, just yeah, ruined that. the ending for me <laughs> i was also <laughs> wondering how how like the chosen one from Fallout 2 came about. I was like, wait, did they did they like pop out a baby and then go back home like deuces? <laughs> I was like, that's kind of mean. Oh. Yeah, I just yeah. I wait, felt- wait, they mm-hmm. didn't go back. No, they were unable to return to their home in the vault. Oh. Aww. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I don't know how to take that. Wow. <laughs> but, but but because they were able to remain on the surface, they were helped. They, because of all this knowledge of the vault techs and the vault, they were able to help kickstart, like, I think the development of the wastelands. Okay. So. Okay. And that, that makes sense. Then. And with mm-hmm. that, that brings us into Fallout 2. Guy, yeah. nice segue there. <laughs> this one I need to play because I, it apparently has, like, p- more pop culture jokes and parodies, yes. like multiple Monty Python and Hitchhiker to the Galaxy, or Guide oh. to the Galaxy. Oh my gosh, yes. So uh, this one is developed by Black Isle Studio and published by Interplay. It came out on October 29th, 1998. (laughs) And of course was released on PC. And then, you know, years later, they were like, here consoles, you can have this too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, It was the same, same gameplay, top down, turn base. Um, And like Josh said, it is a vast improvement. Uh, on the uh, the first game. So it had yeah. a more extensive storyline and a larger world to explore and pop cult references. <laughs> Lots of Which, Easter if eggs. there's one way to win over a bunch of nerds, put some Monty Python jokes in there. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a flesh wound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's with a scrap. Oh my goodness. Um, so once again, we're in California, and this time it's 80 years after the first game. Um, so we're in the year 2241, and this is why I was just like, oh, that explains why the Vault Dweller didn't go back, because you're playing as the Chosen One, the direct descendant of the Vault Dweller from the first game. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh, like, I, I thought, like, oh, like, you know. They got jiggy with it while they were out exploring the wasteland, and I went, deuces, I'm gonna go back home now. But <laughs> no, they actually yeah. didn't go home at all. <laughs> they couldn't go back home, so. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Miserable. 
that, that explains a lot. Um, so this time the, the main goal of the game is to locate a Gek. And for those of you with, unfamiliar with that term, it's the Garden of Eden creation kit. Mm -hmm. You know, and once yeah. again, it's you're saving everybody. So this time, instead of a vault, it's a tribe. Yes. Yeah. And they do have to fight the Enclave. I think it's interesting because I keep forgetting that the Enclave isn't really that friendly in other versions of Fallout. Yes. Because in 76, you're kind of like, you know, cool with them. <laughs> you know? Well, they're desperate for bodies. And so yeah. they oh, yeah. need flesh and bone to continue what they want. So of course they're going to be friendly. But Modus is just fucked up. So <laughs> okay, so wait, so so four was your like gateway drug, right? Scully into Fallout. Yeah, essentially. that's uh, that's really where I dove into it. Three was kind of my introductory to it. Okay, and then for you, Triz, it was seventy six. Was like it was the actually um, yeah. So I, I I'm familiar. Like I said, I was already familiar with Fallout three and four. I knew about the lore and the game because I was watching my husband play. But right. um, I needed seventy. I dwelled into seventy six because. Um, I had probably finished playing Bioshock for the millionth time. <laughs> and uh, 76 looked really cool because, okay, so here's a stupid thing. The reason why I went gung-ho in love with 76 because I am a bicentennial baby. Ooh. Oh, and okay. this game is a tricentennial game. It is. It's, it is. Yeah. So it's a tricentennial game and it, you know, take out 76 and anything that's bicentennial, 1976, whatever, or... Uh, so whatever that celebration i'm like yes and it's you know and it's an appalachia then i heard the music and it was from the same composer who did fallout 4 music and i was like i i gotta get this game i i gotta get this game and i don't have i don't know anybody to play this game with but i need this game <laughs> so yeah so i went head first into the fallout 76 um, the fallout world through 76 and that allowed me to rediscover 4 and 3 because there's so much lore in 76 that connects that like like a precursor to the, all the other games that yeah. you kind of have to, uh, you can't help yourself. Oh so yeah, that was long-winded. That's <laughs> wild to me. I, I So I, I've, Fallout 3 was my first Fallout game I ever played. My roommate got it on his mm -hmm. Xbox when I was in college and he was, I was playing oblivion um, like for hours and hours and hours he's like dude this is the same developer that created oblivion i'm like what and i'm like oh it's not like magic and stuff though but i'm like this looks amazing and so after seeing him go through megaton and to tenpenny tower i ended yeah. up buying the game the next payday and <laughs> i played hundreds of hours of fallout 3 all the expansions fallout new vegas i've even played lots of fallout shelter fallout 4 mm -hmm. 76 but i i haven't played the first four the uh, Fallout games, though. The Tactics and Brotherhood. Uh, and oh, so. that actually brings us to our, our next one, Tactics. Tactics, okay. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that's the next one, technically, so, right? Doesn't this Fall take place in Pittsburgh? Actually, so I couldn't really find a location on this other than it's by, like, around Chicago. Oh, okay. So uh, Fallout oh. Tactics Brotherhood of Steel is the full name of this. Okay. Um, this was... This was actually, this is really confusing. So it was developed by uh, Micro Forte and published by 14 Degrees East. And it says Bethesda Softworks as well, but I'm not really sure because uh, they bought Fallout in 2007. Oh. Um, but I also found another source that said it was published by Interplay. So uh, if you guys are listening and you know the what's what with that, uh, you know, let us know, because <laughs> uh, 
I was like, um, okay. <laughs> I think I think it has to do with Bethesda buying the rights to the rest of the games. I want to yeah, say. Yeah. I like, was reading a little bit about it. There's a, a there's a few articles out there about. Uh, I think in 2014, the classic games were like pulled from online stores during like a battle, a legal battle. Ah, yeah. <laughs> so, this one came out in like March 2001, so I was like, that's a six year difference. Yeah, yeah. I think it was like later on, like Bethesda wanted to bring the rest of them into their umbrella. I, but I, um, I have the memory of a of a gnat, so <laughs> I may have read this over the past few days, but I cannot remember what exactly the story is. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So yeah, you know, if you're listening and, and you know you know the deets and you want to write in, yeah. uh, feel free to reach out to, out to us on any of our social medias and stuff yes, like that. Yes, we are everywhere. Yeah, slide into our DMs and be like, hey, what's good? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I was thinking of the pit that takes place as part of a DLC for Fallout 3. See, Ooh, yeah. that was the creepiest DLC for Fallout 3. Dude, I <laughs> oh, yeah. could not play that. I had to watch my husband play that game because I was a little too like, ah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I couldn't play, but I had to make sure he watched it. I know, we are. <laughs> okay, so this one, okay. again, was uh, released on PC. So uh, a lot of the Elder Ones said uh, that they were available on Mac, and then the rest of these just mm-hmm. went Microsoft Windows. Huh. But I okay. know yeah. I have seen some people play Fallout 76 on Mac. You know. Technically, you can play anything on a Mac because I played the original Fallout like 3 New Vegas on my MacBook Pro because I just had boot camps. So I ran Windows on my Mac. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. So if, they, if they're saying they're playing it on a Mac and it's a PC game, there's a good chance they're just running Windows on their PC. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um so this game this game was a bit different from one and two uh it introduced a continuous turn-based almost a real almost near a real uh real-time combat um but it still had to say it had the same top-down view Mm -hmm. and it didn't do as well as its predecessors due to the fact that it wasn't tied to the storyline for one or two and it focused more on you know tactical combat and strategy and it didn't have very much uh character dialogue so there's no real storyline to it um however a lot of folks still seem to enjoy it you know people enjoy strategy games yeah yeah it's a different group of people but i mean yeah whatever you like play it it's cool exactly so i think they were trying to like reach out to like a a different a different type of gamer and like pull them into this franchise with this game yeah Um, they didn't apparently go so well because we'll find out later people like story lore yeah (laughs) and Boy, does Bethesda know how to lay on those stories. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so this one, the location for this one, like I said, uh, it says it's in the American Midwest. Uh, all I could find was it started out around Chicago. Uh, so they were battling for uh, yeah. land out around Chicago. And there was also the mention of the belt. Uh, so The I'm Bible just... belt? No, I think it's like or they, the they called it like I think the area. <laughs> they called the area oh. the belt. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, okay. Probably the Rust Belt, actually. Yeah, because <laughs> that's a little too far south. I'm like, the yeah. Bible Belt. <laughs> I would be stuck in the south during Fallout era. 
Okay. I got up, Fallout Crucifixion. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of this information off of like Wikipedia and the Fallout Wiki and mm-hmm. um That was my yeah, that was my first like go to and I was like checking the sources in Wikipedia. A lot of them are legit, so yeah. Some of them are you gotta kinda take with a grain of salt. Oh yeah. So, so I was like comparing to like the Fallout Wiki and Wikipedia, going, Okay, this one says this and this one says that. Then I find articles that say something else and I was like, Alright. <laughs> Yeah, so um, this one, there's no, like, real mission or quest on this. Like, you're just battling and recruiting more, like, NPCs into your ranks and stuff like that. Um, However, this game did introduce a multiplayer uh, where you could duke it out against other players and their own little little army things. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Right? I thought that was interesting that I was just like, you know. In 2001. Yeah. (laughs) They're like, oh, it's also a multiplayer. And I was like, that's actually kind of cool. Like, technically, this is the first kind of multiplayer you see in the Fallout franchise, Um, even though it's just kind of like... uh, Tactical. Yeah, tactical PvP. It's it's just basically (laughs) stats and stuff, and then, you know, you just fight the stats of somebody else. But it's still cool. I mean, I can imagine being in 2001 as a, a teenager like being able to play with people online like in a video game a yes. runescape runescape was like yes. my jam I oh my day. god yes yes <laughs> open it, it up the two, web maybe, browser maybe after yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh god that was my first mmo was a uh, yeah. runescape Same. <laughs> yeah Same. runescape and neopets oh neopets <laughs> I know that wasn't really an MMO, but it was just online. Yeah. Okay, um, but back to Fallout. Yes, because this this next one, I I actually like when I researched this one, I was just like, you know what, I I kind of want to play this. This looks kind of cool. Um, however, not a lot of people thought the same thing. This is a uh, Fallout Brotherhood of Steel, so it's not tactics. It's just yeah. Fallout, but it's a Brotherhood of Steel, and it was developed and published by Interplay, released on January fourteenth. 2004 in North America and later on April 2nd in Europe. Uh, so, you know, the states got it first. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I heard that this That's one didn't usual. have much of yeah. any sort of fan base. So this one, according to two sources, it looked like this game was the first one to be made on consoles. Like, okay. straight out of the, like, hot off the press, Xbox it was just like, and... yeah, it yeah. was it was PlayStation 2 and Xbox. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Woo!" And this it brings was, me back. <laughs> I know, right? I was like, "And this is also the last game Interplay had a hand in making before Bethesda took over." Good. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> let me be honest: after some of the decisions in this game, kind of glad Bethesda took over. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah um, like the music. Yeah, and so the uh, this game was a whole lot of different. It looked like I, I didn't see any sources that said it was published on PC at all. So I don't mm-hmm. know if you can actually play this on PC. From what it looks like, it's just it was just for consoles. So again, yeah, this I'm... is you know interplay reaching out to a different a different category of gamers trying to pull them into the franchise. Um, hey, but here's the thing though for Brotherhood of Steel, if anybody played it, the Brotherhood of Steel presence in '76 is justified. Oh my god! Wait, really? What? So the Brotherhood of Steel was founded in 2082 by Roger Maxson. Elder Maxon. And if yeah. you find those hidden hollow tapes that's by um I forgot what Knob Lake, there's a couple mm-hmm. caves and there's a couple hollow tapes that uh talk about like Mariposa and Maxon and all the way back to California or 
the West Coast, I think this place takes place. Yeah. So if you look at it, actually, I just looked it up. I'm like, holy shit. This justifies mm. the Brotherhood of Steel being in 76 right now. Oh, yeah. Because this one, um, this one takes place in Texas. Mm-hmm. Good old oh. Texas. Goodness. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And I think yeah. the name of like the place there, it's, it's Carbon. So I was like, oh, Carbon. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> and this was a uh, 2208, so it was like well into the Brotherhood, you know, progression line. Oh yeah, that's that's really. I was trying to find the date because I can't. I can't. I found more about the other Brotherhood of Steel, the tactics yeah. one, yeah, than I did about this mm-hmm. one. Um, but so I, I went like, back into the fallout. I went to the Brotherhood of Steel uh, lore and based on the founding date and when all the the leaders were uh, founded because of this game thanks gully um i was like wait a second this explains why we see it see them in appalachia and if anybody's doing the the current brotherhood of steel uh storylines yeah so this is cool sorry yeah it's an important part part of the series oh yeah so anyway go on yes uh this uh this game actually side note I, i skipped this uh the gameplay for this one was also different uh compared to the others so the gameplay for this one was linear. It wasn't open world like the rest, so you couldn't mm-hmm. jump around to uh, different locations. You could only go to new locations as you progress through the storyline, and you couldn't mm-hmm. go back to oh, uh, wow. previous locations. Yeah. yeah. So it was like, you oh. know, if you didn't check out that dark alleyway with the stranger going, hey, come here, uh, sorry, you're not going to be able to go back and check it out later. <laughs> oh, I hate those type of games, honestly. I know, which is the other reason why I think I probably will never play this Fallout game. Yes. This, the music is the first one. So music-wise, mm-hmm. by the way, FYI, they decided to deviate. Uh, well, actually, I don't know if they had the old... Uh, mm, I don't know if they deviated, but they went with uh, heavy metal music. Slipknot, Devin Townsend, Killswitch Engage. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, instead of the typical, you know, you know, ink spots and, and Louis Armstrong and stuff like yeah. that. They and I'm, usually I'm not surprised do. by that, like looking at the, the game art for this, because it's very, very yes. heavy metal. Right. It's I very, wonder, wait, very... when was Mad Max out? Uh, because... that's a little later, right? Or Mad Max? No, no, not, no, not like the video the game, movie that movie. The... Oh, gosh, in like the 80s, I thought. Yeah, right? okay. It was really old. Actually, um, some of the 70s. inspiration for Fallout came from Mad Max. Yeah, because yeah. like, if you look at the, the cover art for the Brotherhood of Steel game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's very, very Mad Max. And... You definitely see it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and like Cherry 2000 with a haircut and oh God, a little bit is... of the Beyond Thunderdome. Yeah, Mad yes. Max is 1979, 81, 85, okay, so... and then, wait, yeah. 2023, Mad Max The Wasteland. What? Furiosa, yeah. uh-huh. what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, we're not going to get sidetracked. <laughs> get sidetracked. <laughs> get sidetracked. Um, but yeah, there, there, it makes sense. There is a lot of like Mad Max like vibes in this game series oh yeah and this one was also pretty interesting because you weren't just like you know oh you're this character and that's it you actually got to choose which character you could play mm-hmm. um so there it doesn't seem like there was actually a character creation it was just you pick one of the brotherhood initiates you start off with three but as you go you like unlock more and um okay. it's uh you have to unlock them by like meeting certain certain requirements within the game so like by, by the time you do your second playthrough you've got all of them 
Um, yeah. And for example, uh, the Vault Dweller from Fallout 1 is an option. And you meet him in this game while you're looking for uh, missing paladins. I didn't see too much of like the main quest or plot when I was looking up mm-hmm. the research. All I could find was, hey, you know, you set out and you're looking for missing paladins, but your Brotherhood initiate. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was like, you know what? Having played through the Brotherhood questline on 76, this really makes sense. They make the yes. new people do all the stuff. <laughs> They do, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's literally like any job out there, too. Like, yeah. it's, it's the new people, the lowest paid, they're the ones doing the majority of the work, let's be <laughs> yes. honest. Yeah. Can so. you, like, uh, go find some paladins and then bring me back a triple soy Brahma milk latte? Thanks. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be here in my cushioned little bunker. and. Uh... Oh, yeah. I did kind of ruin the end for myself when I was looking through this because I read the entire plot line to summarize it up and I was just like, I was like, there's all these different things. This leads into this and this leads into that. And then by the end of it, I was like, oh, wow, there's a there's self-sacrifice in here, too. Wow. Okay. Oh, yay. Yeah. No, no. I I hate to say, but I will probably never play this game. (laughs) Ever. I'll play the tactics, I think. It, it looks so grungy when I was looking at the gameplay. I was like, this is totally up my alley. <laughs> well, you let me know how it is, Scully. <laughs> I definitely will. If I can, this if is I can the beauty find of a way games. to play it. <laughs> yeah, everybody loves and has different tastes in games. So, Absolutely. So, yeah. So are you are you guys ready for the next one? Go for it, it. What are we doing? Is it, is it three? It's three! Fallout 3! I am ready for this one. <laughs> oh, man. So Fallout 3, this is when the company that we know uh, took over. So this one was developed by Bethesda Game Studios and published by Bethesda Softworks. So yeah, they bought this. Uh, they brought the franchise in 2007. Uh, this game was released October 28th, 2008. Uh, and I put the notes. I was like, are we seeing a theme for the release dates here? It's all October. <laughs> Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. That's when the bombs fell, right? Yeah. Yes. They dropped two days before uh, Halloween. Or, I think, yeah, I, think I think honestly, it might have been just a coincidence that most of these games were published and released in October. Because like, that's usually the beginning of the fiscal year, isn't it? Like October, yeah. November. Yeah. It's also and, like... it's, and, well, and it's right before the holiday season. Yeah. So it's like perfect timing. But yeah, oh, yeah. so I don't know. I, I feel like they could... Oh, well, no, the other one, 4, was released in November, so, uh, Yeah, I so know. later, I think, I think it might have just been a coincidence that most of these games yeah. were released in October, and October happens to be the, the month that the bombs fell in the game. Yeah. So, uh, I thought that was really, really cute coincidence. Um, so this game, back on track. <laughs> Everyone's right? like, god damn it, guys. <laughs> Stop getting so... off track. <laughs> We're like, shady! I know! <laughs> we're gonna get a review Welcome like, to- we're gonna get a review like, this podcast is so unorganized. I was like, have you seen my notes? My notes are organized. Our brains, however, not so organized. <laughs> Welcome to Balanced. Ooh, what was that? <laughs> exactly. Sounds about right. All right, so uh, let's see. This game came out on all the platforms at the same time, guys. Yes, that's right. We've got PC. And it launched without a hitch. Yes. Right? Yeah. It yeah. came out on PC, PlayStation 3, and Xbox 360. I actually played it on the PlayStation 3. Ooh, the intro, nice. the little bit I did play. <laughs> right. <laughs> I made it to Megaton. Oh, you made it to Megaton. Okay. Yeah, well, that's I mean, smart. Yeah. 
my roommate when I was watching, I think he blew up the town. Oh no! And I think that was the final thing I saw, and then I bought the game. (laughs) (laughs) And then I just was hooked on Fallout ever since. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so this game, Fallout 3, is where we drastically see a huge change in the gameplay. Mm -hmm. We move away from the 2D graphics, the top-down and turn-based gameplay. Oh, God. And it goes into 3D graphics, first or third-person perspectives, because I remember playing in both. Um, Mm -hmm. And guys, guys, I almost cried when I wrote this out. Real-time combat! (laughs) Real-time. Okay. I was like, yes, no more turn-based, just yeet that out the window. Yeet. Get that out of here. Nobody (laughs) wants... Well, actually, turn-based is actually really fun on a mobile phone when you're on the go. But, uh, yeah, Mm -hmm. not on a console anymore, in my opinion. eh. Or a handheld, like a, you know, Like a Switch or something. Yeah. Yeah. Game Boy stuff like that. Like- <laughs> Game Boy. I say yeah, Game Boy. Yeah. 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 It's, you know what makes sense though is like honestly because when I saw this Fallout Three, like I said, I was playing. I had already been playing Oblivion, Elder Scrolls, The Elder Scrolls Oblivion for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I had played many, many hours of The Elder Scrolls Three, Morrowind, and these were all Bethesda games. You know, and really they just brought that idea of Elder Scrolls and that engine and just fueled Fallout with it. And it freaking worked so well, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh my God. It, was the, it was the best thing. That, I mean, I don't know how much work they actually had to do, because a lot of, even some of the trees, some of the textures and stuff were kind of similar to Oblivion mm-hmm. as they were in Fallout 3, so. Oh yeah. It's like, yeah, guys. It worked. Wait, it, worked. It, was, it was amazing. Like, it was, it was seriously, like, when you compare it to the, the other games, it was like a whole new game. Yeah. Um, yeah, did anybody else, when you heard about the other games, did you think, oh my god, what did I miss? And then you saw them and you're like, oh, not much. Yeah. yeah. I was yeah. like, yep. I was like, not expecting that, but cool. Okay, some definite Doom vibes. Yeah, we all have <laughs> to start sure. somewhere, I guess. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so this one takes place in and around Washington, D.C., or as they refer to it in the game, the Capital Wasteland. Um yes. The year is now 2277, and for those of you who don't want to do the math, that is 116 years after the Vault Dweller leaves Vault 13 in the first game. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I did the math. The world still looks like shit. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I, I can testify, DC is a very pretty place in the real world, so... Oh, yeah. I'm shocked that it didn't spring back after 200 years. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? Honestly, I mean, Chernobyl <laughs> sprung back. After several yeah, years. In like yeah. 50 years. Yeah. <laughs> it's starting to go back to, you know, nature's taking over. Oh, man. You know, like when I first played this game and I left the vault, I turned around and I was like, can I come back in? <laughs> right? It's prettier it's... in the vault than it is out here. And that's that was saying a lot. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And that was, okay, that was like, at first, I was kind of iffy about Fallout because I was like, I saw like my roommate playing it and I'm like, oh, it's, everything's dead? Like, mm-hmm. there's no life like yeah boy this is but then like you know the dialogue and the craziness and stuff like i was like okay yeah and then seeing megaton blow up i was like okay all right i'm in (laughs) oh my goodness all right so uh this time you guys in this game we're a resident of vault 101 and i thought this one was interesting because when i played it you play like you see cutscenes from when you're born and i was like oh that's kind of traumatic um yeah 
but you kind of get to like it's kind of like your character creation like you get to pick whether you're a boy or a girl during mm-hmm. these cutscenes, and i thought that was really interesting that they integrated it like that um yeah and then you cut you flash forward to your walking as a toddler and there's the special book and i was like yes. oh my god i need a copy of this <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure somebody has made it, or Bethesda's probably oh, made it. They, they sell. I found a copy on Amazon. They they actually make it and they oh. sell it. It's a children's book. And I was like, ah, I want, I want, I don't need, but I want. <laughs> so it's really cool. And then like you, you fast forward again, and you're, I believe you're like eight or nine, and you've got your first little BB gun, and you're you're shooting rad roaches. Those mm-hmm. were terrifying to see. Like I was just like, what the fuck is that? They were. Mm, oof. <laughs> I yeah. was like, ah! <laughs> and then, you know, uh, you uh, get to, like, you know, interact in the vault, like, as a young child. And that was really interesting to me. They they still haven't done that since. Um, no. So I, I mean, because, was... yeah, even in 76, you're just in an empty vault. Everybody already left because oh, yeah. you yes. slept in, you know, you're hungover. So, yeah. so Fallout, Fallout 3 is where you really get to, like, get the experience of the vault life prior to exiting going out to the wasteland which uh guess what your daddy turns around and disappears just poof gone one day and Mm -hmm. since he's your dad it's on you to find him yay congratulations now see so vault 101 was a vault tech experiment where you were designed to live in the vault indefinitely yeah forever and it didn't quite work out that way yeah Mm. Except, uh, as the plot thickens in the, in the game, the further along you get, you realize, yeah, Daddy never stayed in the vault, and neither did you. Yeah. yeah. This also hints that, like, Daddy wasn't even from the vault. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, what? Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's it's crazy, because it's like, even, even with all of that preparation, they still couldn't contain the human element in, yeah. in Vault-Tec. You know, with the exception of, I think, 76. You know, I mean... That's really the only one, I guess, that successfully worked, or, well, that we know of. Yeah, so, uh, Mm -hmm. this next one, Josh, do you want to cover this one? Do you, (laughs) I was like, I mean, I have, I have my notes open. (laughs) Yeah, New Vegas, is that what we're going at? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. All right, so, here's the thing. It's not the best Fallout game, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we officially lost three of our listeners <laughs> so i'm kidding i'm kidding it's a He's not freaking kidding. fantastic game so in 2010 so it was what that's two years after fallout 3 yes um they bethesda and turnaround i know i'm wondering yeah. i think they started development because obsidian entertainment was the one that developed uh new vegas and it's technically kind of a spin-off i guess of uh, the series in a way uh, but not really. I mean, we all look at it as a, a very, very beloved version of this series. But anyway, um, yeah, <laughs> in I... 2010. Huh? I was like, should I read the quote I added in here? Yes, go ahead and read your quote. <laughs> so this is a literal quote from the game's page on Wikipedia. So it reads, It, Fallout New Vegas, has obtained a cult following with some critics and audiences referring to it as among the best in the Fallout series. End quote among the best i okay i'm i'm mixed about it because i love that game i played hundreds of hours of this game as well uh because i was fresh out of fallout 3 um and uh played it so much actually i fried the graphics chip on my macbook pro no way thank goodness for apple care (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but 
you know, it, I, I think the the thing that I liked was number one, I live in the desert, so this felt like I was playing a Fallout game in my own backyard. So that was the first thing I liked about it. Oh yeah. Um, and the story too of like the courier, and you're not really coming out of a vault either, which is crazy. Like, there's no vault like storyline with your character, as far as I know, right, guys? Like, um, yeah. so no, like uh, in this one. I'll read what I have here. So this one we're playing as a courier. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> do you want me to read all of this? Because it, it's it's where I you, got a you little got weird. A, you got quite the thing. I'm just spitballing <laughs> here because I'm just a, a big fan of the game. So, <laughs> so, so guys, uh, when I said this is where my notes get weird, this is where my notes get weird. <laughs> Uh, so this is word for word what I wrote. I was like, this time we play as a courier who catches a bullet to the head while trying to deliver the mysterious, you'll never guess what it is, platinum chip. So after that okay. a-hole, Benny takes off with the chip and leaves you for dead. That's some bitch. <laughs> you get rescued, nursed back to health, and like a total badass, surviving a bullet to the literal head. You make your way through the desert to find Benny's bitch ass and take the chip back. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> and yeah. I, also, I also added, that, oh, that Mr. Is, House is in there somewhere, too. <laughs> yeah, Mr. House is in there somewhere, too. And someone who can't pronounce Caesar. Uh, <laughs> I always, that bugged me when people are like, Kaiser. And I'm like, Kaiser? Kaiser, like, what? Is, is, that, no. is that actually a pronunciation of Caesar? Like, what? <laughs> um, so apparently they weren't paying attention in, during history class. Yeah, apparently yeah. not. Um, but no, I loved this thing though. The one thing I didn't like about Fallout New Vegas though is when it was done, it was done. There was no going back into the world. Um, the story ends. It's like Outer Worlds. When you're done, it's it's an Obsidian thing, right? Like Bethesda mm-hmm. lets you continue on with their games and go back and do side quests and explore the world and do whatever you want. But when you do the final battle and you finish Fallout New Vegas, that's it. Like you can't go back and do any of the additional stuff you have to start all over again or load a previous save. Um, which is insane. Oh, man. Yeah, which another, I mean... It, and like another linear storyline, I guess. Kind of, yeah. I mean, they give you a warning before you do it, but it's like, oh, like this kind of... Especially after playing Fallout 3 and you're so used to being able to just go back and do whatever you want, mm-hmm. you're kind of like, really? I have to, like, start over? <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, this one. Oh, I just read my notes. This one's four years after Fallout 3. Four, four years after Fallout 3. Oh, yeah. right. Yes. Sorry. In the timeline of the actual it's... story. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But what's crazy is it's just, it's so different. Like, I mean, it's really like two different worlds, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. Between what's happening on the East Coast versus the West Coast. Yeah. This yeah. one like introduces like more factions and stuff like that. You see the NCR, um, yeah. the New California Republic, for those of you who are familiar with that. <laughs> with the two headed bear flag. I love that flag. You know, that, that outfit we got, like, several variations of for Fallout 1st and 76. Yeah, that's that's what that's yeah, from. That, <laughs> right, that, yeah. yeah. That's what it's from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it really, it really is a great game. And uh, the expansions were also very good on it, too. Like, yeah, it, the it, music was phenomenal. Music was phenomenal. The story was amazing. It felt like a, a great, like, next step after Fallout 3. Mm-hmm. Um, it, really, it really was. It's one of my favorites, for sure. So I was I joking s- when I said it's not the best. <laughs> Pitchforks down, everybody. <laughs> Pitchforks down. I'm kidding. <laughs> right? I mean, and who doesn't love the story of a total badass? You know, you take a bullet to the head and you got back up. And I was like, bitch, 
please. Right? <laughs> you didn't need and no, like, Tuesday. Johnny Silverhand M. Graham to, like, reboot you either, like, in Cyberpunk. No, you just got up on your own in a dusty shack after being wrapped mm. up. Yeah. I mean, granted, you were, you know, someone picked your ass up and someone else yeah, nursed yeah, you back yeah. to health, but... Yeah. But you survived. Yeah. But you survived. <laughs> you, survived. you survived. Thanks, Doc. <laughs> and mind you, like, you survived in a world where there isn't a whole lot of medical resources <laughs> for, no. for bullets to the brain. No. Which is funny because the Institute was created. Yes. Already. Was the Institute on the West Coast? No, no they're East on the Coast. East Coast. Do we want to jump over to that But you would think, one? though, <laughs> like, some sort of, like, medical information would make it to the West Coast, though. No, because like, the, uh, the Institute had closed themselves off from the rest of the world. They were cut off. They didn't True. come out until, well, actually, we. this is a great segue. We can segue into Fallout 4 now. Four, <laughs> right? yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, Fallout 4, this is my first, my real first, my first love, Fallout 4. <laughs> Which is a fantastic game. I yes. Mean, oh. Again, oh it was made by Bethesda. Uh, it came out in November of 2015, which, oh my god, when I read that year, I was like, holy shit, I've been playing Fallout really? 4 for that long. That also, well, I was just thinking, that doesn't seem that long ago. I know, I was like, <laughs> no. No, no, good god. <laughs> um, once again, it was available on PC, but this time it was available on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, which were the new consoles at the time. Yeah. They were the next gen at the time, back then. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. <laughs> and... Want to know how I sum this one up? Another settlement Ow. needs our help. Uh, yep. Yes, that's it. Oh, yeah, on to the next. Bless <laughs> his heart. He just doesn't give up. <laughs> he is so persistent. There are a bunch of mods now. They get rid of Preston Carvey. <laughs> oh, I just I wouldn't mind keeping them. Just after the fourth settlement, can he shut up? I I think there's even a mod that like makes him not talk anymore. <laughs> oh, oh God! <laughs> I was like, him mute. Yeah, it's the mute mod. Just mute oh my god not gonna lie i actually i started playing this game again this morning um <gasps> on my pc because i forgot i had it on pc and so i like maxed out the graphics and like sitting on my couch and i get to preston garvey and i'm like oh preston and then and, and then like immediately there's like barely a thank you for rescuing them and he's like okay yeah. i need your help and i'm like what he's like on like, the next <laughs> like what on to the next thing and i'm like okay Okay. He's like, got like an entire list of settlements to need our help. He's like, no, 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 look. He pulls it out. It's like, this scroll falls all the way to the ground. You're just like, ah. Like, here is all the places we want to colonize. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> um, but one of the biggest things about this game was uh, Bethesda took note of what the modders were doing in New Vegas in 3 and mm -hmm. added building into this building. game. So this game and actually launched... in Skyrim as well, right? Yeah, I that's so. when all the extra Delth um, DLCs like uh, Hearthfire yeah. was created. Mm -hmm. uh, so while y'all were building on Fallout 4, I was building in Skyrim. <laughs> yeah. So while y'all was building in Skyrim, <laughs> I was building in Morrowind. Oh um, my goodness! So, <laughs> I, I, I build on Bethesda games before it was cool. Uh, no, so they, they had, I can't remember the name. Uh, oh, the Morrowind construction set uh, was an expansion. It was like an additional thing you could get. And yeah, you could actually build like 
dungeons and things like that. It was extremely frustrating. It was not as good as Skyrim or Fallout 4's building and construction and modding. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was there. And of course, like, you know, uh, this game launched with building, but it didn't have, like, all the things that we wanted. So modders, you know, modders did what modders yeah. do best, and they added mods. <laughs> yeah. It was good mods. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. This, this is where it really, like the good stuff because back in the Morrowind days I don't remember there being anything good oh yeah so. and honestly I don't remember there being mods available on PS3 but I remember them being available on PlayStation 4 for Fallout 4 yeah there was apparently for Fallout 4 there was a very lengthy negotiation with Sony yeah. uh, oh. in order to get the mods to work on PlayStation so Sony I guess didn't want it yeah, Sony, yeah. Sony doesn't like people messing with their codes and stuff like that. They don't want them going in and doing that. They're just like, yeah. nah, no, we don't want that extra stuff in here. Which, I mean, I kind of get because you can easily break a game, right? Yeah. With mm -hmm. horrible and then it's Sony's <laughs> job to fix it. And they right. don't want that. Yeah, they don't want that on there. So, you know, mm -hmm. they want people to enjoy the game the way it was meant to be played. But oh, some yeah. of us really like what people create. Yeah, so Fallout 4 was like my introduction to mods. So I was like, oh my oh. god, look at this. Like I can I can add this. My favorite was the no resources needed to build mod. Yes. I was like, unlimited ultimate power. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, yes. Um, I was very much that meme of who's Sean? <laughs> I, I think I played yes, the story. I remember that. I think I played the storyline once through, and then the rest of my time I spent building in this game. Kind of oh like gosh. in '76. Yes. <laughs> and even even in my notes, I'm just like, you know, we play as the uh, the sole survivor of Vault One Eleven. Um, Eleven. And we actually get to like, you know, create our survivor like we did in the previous uh, couple of the previous games. Mm -hmm. um, and like I said, like I mentioned earlier, we actually get to see a bit of what the world looked like before the bombs fell. Because that's yes. where we start. And, yes. Uh, I was fascinating to see for the first time. Yeah, seeing so much color mm -hmm. was amazing. I was like, oh my god. And it really gave you that sense of devastation. When you go mm -hmm, in yeah. and then you come back out later and everything's just completely destroyed. And I was just like, Absolutely. I still get chills thinking about like the first time I witnessed that in the game. I was just like, oh my god. The gasp mm -hmm. that your character makes too when he like yeah. when he or yeah. she emerges from the, the vault, you know, and you're like, yeah, I'd probably do the same thing. Like, oh my god. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. it was... Uh, like, I remember that, like, vividly. That was, that left such an impact on me, and it felt like it left an impact on a lot of players. Because yeah. before we would just go from the vault and jump into this wasteland, or we would start out in a wasteland. Right. We didn't get to see the before and the after mm -hmm. in game and experience didn't, it. Didn't get to see the, the nice Skyrim trees and sanctuary. It's literally, <laughs> that's, it's literally, <laughs> it, it's the same engine. <laughs> like, it's all the same. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so the vault in this one, this one was actually my favorite vault. Uh, so you go in and you, you go into cryogenic hibernation. None of the vault dwellers that are going in are aware. They think they're going in for like a checkup thing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you wake up actually twice. Uh, so there's the first time, uh, <laughs> and, oh God, my notes. <laughs> when the, uh, the baby snatchers come in. Yeah. You're, you're woken yeah. up to your son being baby snatched and your spouse turning a bullet for trying to keep them from being ripped out of their arms. And then you I wake up. I just given up the baby, but you know. I know. You wake up the, <laughs> uh, the second time. And 
like everything shutting down around you, all of the other cryogenic hibernation pods, everyone's dead. Which is weird and sad at the same yeah. time. Like they, their systems yeah. failed. Yeah. Um, and of yeah. course you find out later on why uh, everything, yeah. why you survived and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, so you exit the vault and you don't realize that it's 200 years later, like over 200 years later until someone really brings that up to you. And you Cogsworth. see, yeah, yep, Cogsworth. <laughs> and like, of course, you don't even know that it's been years since your son has been baby snatched. Yeah, and so it's Which just is, like it's it's just the, the it's a total like mind fuck, and I oh, love yeah. it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely I, love it. Like they did so good with this one. Oh yeah, like I love storylines like that. Like don't get me wrong, I love uh, Vegas's New Vegas's storyline, but I right. loved. Fallout 4 so much more because it had all of that like mystery plot twist stuff that I really enjoy in a story. Um, Same. So Same. it was just like, oof. But yeah, so you, <laughs> you know, you set out to find the answers about what happened and most importantly, build settlements. Wait. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, no. You're supposed to go look for your son, Sean. Uh, no. Yeah. Build settlement. Yes. <laughs> Sean but, who? Yeah, but Carly was like, uh, you know, I'm going to build settlements. <laughs> He's fine. He's been fine the last 200 years. What's another couple of years? Yeah. He'll be fine. He'll be okay. fine. Kids are resilient. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Kids adapt to change. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And there's, there, there's definitely, uh, going back to the mods, there are a bunch of really fun mods for uh, Fallout 4. Like, they got, they got really funny. Like, There's some also really terrifying ones, like the siren head one. Yeah. Oh god, I've Ooh, seen dude. photos. Of that. I got chills. Did you? Did you guys ever play with that mod that would literally shoot out baby shans? <laughs> yes, there was a mod that shot out baby shans. Oh, <laughs> I heard about it. God. I've never seen it. Someone was like, "Yeah, you know, it shoots out babies." I was like, "I've heard about like killing the the like the junk gun and killing people mm -hmm. with teddy bears, and that is satisfying." But baby shots? <laughs> what? Oh no! I was like, "Oh my oh, god!" No. So people <clears throat> really like mods really went to town on <laughs> making yeah. some mm -hmm. really funny mods for this game. So I got to play this one a lot more, by the way, when it first came out than mm -hmm. New Vegas and Fallout 3. Mm -hmm. um, and so I feel like I got through this one a lot faster. And I like I spent a lot more time, but I got through it a lot faster, mostly because those other two games came out when I was in college, working like two mm -hmm. jobs, going to class full time actually had oh, a social wow. life and so <laughs> like i barely got to play those games but i still played like several hundred hours over the years but fallout mm -hmm. 4 i feel like and it was just a total dump in like really 2016 for me of just like playing that game like crazy um oh my god oh, and, and and adding a lot of mods to it oh yeah Oh man! So uh, the next game, I, like we don't really have to cover this one. I added it in here because it technically is a game. Mobile games are still games, and it mm -hmm. yeah. I, I was surprised to see how many platforms this is actually released on. So um, it's on a lot. <laughs> yeah. So Fallout Shelter. Uh, I know some people are like that doesn't count as a Fallout game. It does. <laughs> it it does. A lot of people. A lot of people still play it. I mean, yeah, actively. Oh I yeah. Have a massive shelter. Oh my god! Like on my on my iPhone. Oof. I played it for a few months when it like when it was first released, and I was like, you know what? No, I'm good. I I lose interest in these types of games, but um, 
This game was developed by uh, Bethesda Game Studios and Behavior Interactive and was published by, okay. by Bethesda Softworks. It came out in June uh, 2015. Um, it's literally, <laughs> I put in the notes, uh, it's literally available on everything. Pretty sure you can play this on your fridge. <laughs> Yeah, um, no, seriously, if you got an Android fridge, yeah, you could play it. Yeah, so it's available on Android, iOS, PC, Nintendo Switch. I was surprised to hear that. Um, it's free on the Switch, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's free everywhere. PS4, uh, Xbox One, and I'm fairly certain you can also play it on the next-gen consoles. Um, and also, the biggest shock, it's actually available on Tesla vehicles as well. What? Yeah. I'm sorry, what? It's available on Tesla vehicles. So I was like, what? Hold the phone. What? I can, I can t- you know, diddle around with my little vault shelter on, well, on my well, car. I guess you're going to have to do something while you wait for the car to charge. So, <laughs> yeah. Right. Look at that. Oh, yeah. Look at it. it. Fallout Shelter joins Tesla Arcade in latest software update. Yeah. Get out of town. Oh my yeah, God. I was just like, what? Like that was mind blowing to me. Um, so, like I mentioned, this is a mobile game. It's a uh, it's a simula- a simulator game. Uh, you can pretty much just like set it down and it'll continue to run. Yes, um, which is kind of scary. Yeah, and yes. <laughs> what's interesting is there's no real location other than the vault that you're running, and there's no real time frame either. You don't see a time. Uh, this game is not at all part of the Fallout narrative. It's just. A vault simulator. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. I don't know, a Neopet in your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Neo vault. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of like those little city building games that you get on your phone to like play around with mm. while you're watching TV. Exactly. It's not a game that you spend like a lot of focused time playing. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, you're waiting in the doctor's office for your appointment, you know, you just play yeah. around with it. Um, the whole point of this game is you're the overseer of your own vault building managing keeping all of the residents happy by you know keeping the lights on keeping the water running uh and also uh, you can actually uh, i guess there's like uh i don't know if it's dlc or if you actually just earn them uh you can get some of your favorite npcs from the frolic franchise in your shelter you can yes there, yes Pers- i think i actually had preston preston garvey, garvey. <laughs> <laughs> available and so is dummy <laughs> Yeah, so it, what it is from what I when I was playing it a lot, um, well, there, Vault Five Twelve was my vault. Um, it's there were like they were released in like limited editions and like they were like quest lines and like rescue missions that you would go out and you could get these people, these NPCs from your favorite Fallout games. That's oh cool. yeah, so this. This this one I think I put I think I can mostly put Fallout Shelter in this outline as a a, a nice little calm before the storm that is seventy six. Yes. yes. I, here I we go. This is the final one. This is the final one. This is the one that had the most controversy, the most uh, oh, grief, God. grief, um, headaches, nightmares. Oh yeah. Yeah. So oh, God. of course was. You know, published and developed by uh, Bethesda, released on November fourteenth, two thousand eighteen. Which, my God, it's been that that long. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow, three years, right? Uh, I've so been it's playing a- this game for three years. I know, right? It's oh, insane. Um, so it's available on all the platforms: PC, uh, all of the PlayStation Four, Xbox One, the old gen, and the next gen consoles. Looks better on the next gen consoles, you guys. So if you are going to oh try God, it, uh, do it on that. <laughs> yeah. It's... So much better. 
Yes. So also, if you have Xbox Game Pass Ultimate and you go into Xbox Cloud Gaming and play the game through your browser, it's playing on an Xbox Series X setup. Wow. What? That, like, the detail and the the shadowing and everything is just remarkable when the cloud gaming works well. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, So this one is a multiplayer game that takes place in Appalachia. West Virginia. Mm-hmm. And this is the one that I've mentioned before that we go, we jump in the timeline. So this one takes place in 2102, just 25 years after the bombs fell. And this one, to me, like, I get goosebumps thinking about this because I remember when hearing the announcement for this, when they announced it at this game, and then, like, I kept up with all of the info on it. Yeah. I was so excited for this game. <laughs> I went I to, too. I went to launch parties, okay? I went to <gasps> launch parties. Oh my game. lord! Oh my god, Tris! I I went to launch parties. I went to the ones in packs. I have shirts and everything. I was so pumped for this fucking game. Yes. Oh no! Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know how I'm still holding the candle to this game, but I am. But keeping this lighthouse going, man. So, this time. In this game, we're playing as the residents of Vault 76. All of us are the residents of Vault 76. The best and the brightest minds in America. And our mission is to literally rebuild the uh, the wasteland outside of our vault. It's not really that much of a wasteland either. It's pretty beautiful it's out there. It's absolutely gorgeous. It feels like oh it was almost untouched by the bombs. So yeah. this game definitely, uh, like, visually wise uh, in the wasteland is very different from what we're used to yeah much Um, more stunning and you're either gonna love it or hate it if you like Mm -hmm. the doomsday gray you know you know then yeah you're probably not gonna like this but if you like skyrim (laughs) you're gonna like this oh yeah and it was another one of those experiences of like you leave the vault and you aren't really expecting like you know what you're gonna see you're expecting a wasteland you know and you get out there and there's trees and there's color and it's like you know I had goosebumps when I saw it. I was like, oh my god, this is so beautiful. I know. I almost started. Uh, so when you leave the vault when you um, for 76, I gasped and I almost started crying because it was so gorgeous. And then like the, how the music started, you're like, yes. Uh-huh. I remember, I'm alone. I remember running down the, the stairs and running around going, oh my god, there's trees everywhere. There's still buildings standing. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, I- this is amazing. I was doing that as well. I was so excited, and then I discovered Scorch. Oh yeah, that and I was panicked. Scary. I panicked. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. These are ghouls. <laughs> yeah, they didn't scare me. It was other human players that scared me because I thought yes! everybody could kill me, and they were going to steal everything I had, including was... my camp. Oh yeah, that was a huge yes. worry when uh when I for a lot of people when they start this game, they were like, oh my god, there are other players in here. I'm gonna get killed. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like I'm having Red Dead Online flashbacks here. Yeah, <laughs> I got I got killed so many times. I cause I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, I was like, what, why are you shooting at me? <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> you moved. That is what you happened. I, I oddly enough though didn't have any human like players be jerks and like kill me. Everybody kept trying to help me, and I was running away. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, I ran into a couple people because, uh, <laughs> like mentioned with Fallout 4, I built a lot. So my first thing was I put down my camp. I was like, I was like, where can I set this thing down? How do I do this? And I was like, mm-hmm. and I got into the build mode, and I was just like, I, 
I can't build anything. I was like, I don't know anything. I was like, I have to actually play it. this game. <laughs> so, um, you know, a lot of the times I was building these camps and I would go to get more, I would leave to get more materials and I would come back and there would be a player at my camp and my base would be destroyed. Yeah. And I was like, are you serious? Wait, they really destroyed your camp? Yes, it was back before they updated the game uh, where other players couldn't just, you know, come in and destroy your, you wreck your shit. Oh. <laughs> so I started playing in like February 2019. So it wasn't at the be very beginning. Um, ah. Maybe so that's that was, why? That was probably uh, after the uh, that update because that was uh, a lot of the complaints that players were having that had stuck with this game was, you know, I, I'm going out in the wasteland, doing my quest line, and I come home and my camp's destroyed, or I'm building and someone starts shooting my walls down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Well, they know. definitely fixed that in a very good way with pacifist oh, yeah. mode and low-level people mm -hmm. can't even be attacked or whatever at this oh, point, yeah. too, I think so. Well, that was, uh, um, I believe pacifist mode was already, like, set up initially. Like you could turn off PvP, like that was your option. Oh really? Yeah. I oh. Say oh, that. but that didn't protect your. But it camp. didn't protect your camp. camp. No, um... you panicking and leaving the game was the only way that you could protect your camp. Yep. Oh man. Oh mm -hmm. lord. Okay. Oh yeah. So this this game definitely had a very uh, rough time. But quest line, you guys. So the quest line. <laughs> Oof. Uh, in usual Fallout fashion, you have a ton of different quests, sidelines, and stuff like that. This one, the, the main quest line wasn't so clear, at least not to me when I played it. Um, the only thing that I knew I was supposed to do was keep following the Overseer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Just keep looking for her holotapes. And back then, it, there wasn't like a, oh, go over here to the next holotape. It was, you just stumble upon it. Mm -hmm. There was no direction. Yeah. And that was... That was another thing. People were just like, mm, Bethesda. It was kind of frustrating. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of frustrating. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, but I did, I had the, uh, I think when I got the game, I also bought the guidebook because <laughs> at that point, <laughs> by February of 2019, <laughs> the game was basically being given away. Oh, and yeah. uh, the guidebooks, like the Prima Games guidebook was like, you can pick it up for less than 10 bucks. So that's mm -hmm. what I got. And I think I have, I have two of them, actually, because I got the uh, tricentennial version, too. Oh, my um, goodness. Because <laughs> they, were, they were so cheap. Um, but that was the only thing that was like, if I didn't have that book, I wouldn't know how to get through the main storyline. Oh, yeah. Like, I oh, wouldn't really? know where the next Overseer stuff was. So it was. Yeah. So I, I didn't. Yeah. So I did actually play the game, you guys, I swear. Um, <laughs> back when I was playing just by myself, I wasn't playing with friends or anything like that. Um, mm -hmm. I played through the storyline quite a bit, and the Overseer's questline follows the the Responders, the Fire Breathers, the Brotherhood, not Brotherhood, uh, Enclave um, questlines. So as you progress into this, uh, this like, kind of, like, sideline quest, um, yes. You stumble upon the Overseer's holotapes. Yes. So I was like, okay, cool. This, like, corresponds with this quest. They go run side by side. And I think that's what they intended. Like, you know, you weren't supposed to just follow the Overseer. You were supposed to follow the quest. Supposed to explore. And, yeah, you're and, supposed to, like, follow yeah. the quest that you find in this game. Mm -hmm. And that's, like, you know, it it coincides with the Overseer's holotapes and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. Would have been cool if that was kind of explained, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> they just gave us this sandbox and went, "Have fun." 
pretty much that's exactly what they said it was it was gonna be a sandbox of the game um they said that they this game was gonna be different than most other fallout games because this game was not going to hold your hand like all the other previous fallout games were that is another reason why i was ready for this fallout game because i hate games that hold my hand and like okay now we have to go here and now we have to go here Uh... oh so, but when I was told that this is your sandbox, you build, this is a survival game, you will die of thirst, hunger, radiation, yes. all this stuff. You have to rebuild. You had to find out what happened on this world. So when I was told this, I'm like, you mean no one's going to guide me? No, no one's going to hold my hand. No, no one's going to point where I need to go. No. Fuck yes, sign me up. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I was already on my detective thing, so... um but I, as much as I was pumped out for this game, seeing the Scorched Beast for the very first time <gasps> scared the shit out of me. Now, this is a course, oh, yeah. this is during collision course because I had just did my yeah. responder uh, build my camp yes. and I, I, I built it right yeah. next to Miguel. And then someone started a collision course and I didn't know that. I thought it was an event. My little shack just got attacked by super mutants. Fine, whatever. I'm used to those because of fall, you know, four and three. And I survived. And, it, and these crunchy people, the Scorch, uh. But then I saw the Scorch Beast, okay? And I'm like, <gasps> there are fucking dragons in this game. Let me yes. tell you, I put down my controller and I did not play that game again for another three months because I was so <laughs> terrified of this game. This game legit scared me. So I went from beta to November and then I stopped playing until February. Like, and because I had a head injury. Oh. And oh. I got, I, I went back in again. And then after hearing everybody's down on 76, I'm like, no, this game is perfect. It's great. They just have flying fucking dragons. Why did no one tell me there was dragons? dragons. No one told me about this. <laughs> and that, that was the one too that I think was like friendly, right? Like it doesn't bother you. But exactly. You it's a non argo it like, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My god like what i remember that one and i i, I had the similar thought of like shit you guys, <laughs> you guys all i was a pipe pistol and 10 pieces of like bullet of 10 bullets my my first scorch beast wasn't collision event i was out exploring the wasteland i was oh, like man. walking down the street and i was like yeah look at this oh my god this is so cool and then i hear the sound i hear no. the scorch beast and i was like what the oh. fuck is that and uh-huh. I'm looking, I'm looking, of course, I'm looking at the ground. I'm not expecting it to be up in the air. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> and I'm sitting here and I'm going, what is that? And then I, you know, the echo blast hits me. And I was like, what the? I look up and there's this flying fucking demon thing in the air <laughs> screeching at me. And I'm a little like level 10. And so yes, I, yeah. I literally oh, go. My first one. I run, I cl- I'm like trying to run across the map to get away from this thing. I'm screaming my head off, like, like vocally oh. screaming, like, ah! And this was before the, the one, is it the one wasteland update? Yes. Where yes. The yes. sports base was to your level? No, these things were at like level 50. It was level 50 <laughs> and I was like, it was aggro, it was hunting me down the map. And this was before they changed it, so after a while the enemies would stop following you. Mm-hmm. I got chased oh, across no. the entire map. That was a thing. Yes. Oh yes. I ended up just quitting the game. I just I, I exited out. I was just like, oh my god. Yep, same here. 
<laughs> the sports beast scared me away from the game for three months. Um, but I was luckily I came back in time while the game was still kind of broken um, in their eyes because you know people mm. still died uh, if your teammate did a PvP while everybody died. Oh yes. Um, oh, yeah. The camps were still being destroyed at the time. And yeah, honestly, during that whole time during the the brutal early days of the game, it was fun. It was so much. It fun because it was new it was amazing yeah there was a lot of bugs and you, you got blue screened a lot and the game froze and you crashed that still does to this day but um i remember getting picked up by the scorch beast queen and flung halfway through the cranberry blog oh because she <laughs> oh god that's <laughs> I like one of my favorite memories, man. I see. I played for the longest time, and I didn't know about the Scorch Beast Queen event. What? Really? It was, it, I think it was like after year one that I I found out about the <gasps> Scorch Beast event. Oh my god! And this was when I actually started playing with people. Um, so the first friend I actually played with was uh, my coworker's husband, mm -hmm. and through him I started meeting other people who played the game because he actually talked to people who played the game. Meanwhile, I was like, leave me alone, and hides in my camp. <laughs> That was that me makes sense. the first year and a half. <laughs> um, so uh, I started playing with other people. And Rob is actually, uh, like, if you go down, like, the grapevine of all the people I met in the game is how I met General Grey Fox of the Enclave Drive Forces That's community. Crazy. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. So, um... And I remember, like, I remember the first time my coworker was like, yeah, I bought my husband Fallout 76 because he likes Fallout. And I was just like, I stopped because we were walking. We were we were getting off of work. This was when I worked at Disney. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, we were walking and I stopped dead in my tracks and I went, did you say Fallout 76? And she's like, yeah, why? I was like, what console does he play on? Right? <laughs> I just remember the pure excitement and I almost cried. I was like, oh my God, I'll have somebody to actually play this game with. <laughs> Because there was, like, nobody that wanted to buy it. Like, there were some no. of the guys I worked with, too, that, like, they got Fallout 76, and they played it before I bought it, and they're like, no, I really like the story, and I'm just not a multiplayer fan. And I'm like, but but I'm on the game now. Can't You want to play? Yeah, it's no. like, you can play with <laughs> you <know>? me! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, um, um, this game, definitely. It's like, I put in the notes, like, ugh. This baby had a really rough start. She was <laughs> definitely launched before she was seaworthy. Oh, for sure. She was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <sighs> so a lot of the, the grief that Bethesda got for this game was well warranted. It was not ready to be launched and released to the public. True. But no. like due to the whole, you know, investors and corporate fun stuff, I'm sure like, you know. That's the reason why they want to push it out yeah, sooner. That's why they pushed yeah. it out because mm -hmm. they were like, this game is taking too long. <laughs> We've put too much money into this game. I was we like, want to see some return. Yeah, yeah I was like, y'all should have waited because then you would have gotten that return and now you didn't because yeah. you mm -hmm. you forced their hand and made them launch it. Uh, so it was it was really rough and they got a lot of grief and that was well warranted. But they did they did what what in my opinion is a good idea. They listened to the people who wanted to keep playing this game. Yes. Who were mm -hmm. invested in this game and they worked their booties off to push out fixes uh, and stabilize the servers because the server issue was a huge thing. And they yeah. they did as much as they could. And mm -hmm. it has improved immensely since launch. I mean, it's it's been three years. Yeah, it's it, it's really been and like I when I first started 
when I first started, I was on PC for like the first little over a year <clears throat> before I got on PlayStation. And in February of 2019, it was actually pretty stable by that mm-hmm. point. But then it had, I think by the time I switched to PlayStation, like, was it last year or the year before? No, last year was 2020. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, ugh. But I think by the time I got to, I don't know, my PlayStation or something, I don't remember exactly, but I ended up taking a break from the game because the servers were like a mess again but just the amount of like effort that they put into this game of fixing it and making sure it's stabilized like i mean it's oh yeah like, it, it, oh, yeah. it barely has issues and if it does they're kind of laughable and they don't really destroy the game anyway and so. if the game oh, yeah. is buggy uh server disconnects or whatever there's because there's people exploiting the the game yes um, yes especially on pc oh god yeah horrible oh yeah, yeah but the game though 76 though she's come a long way and she's definitely now um the handheld game that a lot of people love about fallout games yes with the i'm kind of bit i'm kind of bittered about it but whatever it's for the masses yeah Um, i like it actually i do (laughs) and i think it's i think a lot of it was because most people are accustomed to being told where to go what to do in video games Mm -hmm. you see that a lot and yeah that's it did something that you know was hasn't really been done very often and a lot of people think is a bad idea with video games is not setting it up so that you know there's arrows pointing to everything you're supposed to go do yeah um and that's why a lot of people are just like there you know a lot i heard a lot like when i was really doing the research there was a lot of people like this is this game is pointless and i was just mm-hmm. like no there's there's stuff to do in here you just aren't told what yeah. to do exactly you are being told what to do when these mysteries quests show up or you find these mm. holotapes it's just not boom in your face there's no npc talking well they're because yeah. are all fucking dead oh yeah and like <laughs> yeah. i thought it was unique because they showed a different ti- different side of devastation it was mm-hmm. the the not Survivors. the environment side of devastation but the humanity side of devastation mm-hmm. everyone had been killed off yeah. Uh, you, was, if you uh, when you explored through um, the cities, you saw survivor guilt. Yeah, and that was yeah. just like, and that hit me hard because um, I had, you know, I had lost someone uh, very dear to me uh, during this time period when I was playing this game a lot, um, and uh, her niece survived. And so reading these survivor guilt uh, like notes and stuff like that, it just it hit me extra hard, and I was just like, holy shit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, that's probably why I hold this game in very high regards is because I could relate to this because this was something that I, you know, I was kind of familiar with because it was something that I I was around. Yeah. So and I was just yeah, like, they they put it's rough. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they, they poured a lot of emotion into this game. Yeah. And the voice acting and all these holotates were like some of you just, just gut at you when you're listening to them. Oh, like the yeah. little baby in Flatlands when you pick up his hollow tape yes. and he was like, I'm sorry, Dad, please come back. Oh. And I was like, Ooh, I'll be I'll be a good boy, you know? Yeah. It just that one was broke terrible. Me. Yes. I was just Same. like, oh, and that was the de- like the kind of devastation that we saw in this game versus what we see in the other games with the wasteland being devastated mm-hmm. the environment being devastated we saw the the side of humanity that was devastated that was dealing with this devastation of loss of mm-hmm. human life and then you got to experience it again when um the scorch plague 
affected yeah. the, the last remaining survivors. And you saw people by, like banding together, you know, some raiders with the Brotherhood of Steel in the East Tunnel, you know. You saw like the survivors, they saw that they were trying to live and then you saw destruction again. Yeah. Like, you know. So it was very so. it was very much they focused more on the human element and they did it so well without NPCs to convey this human element. Mm-hmm. And like that's uh, me what yeah. was so unique about this game and that's what drew me to it when they first said like there's going to be no NPCs and I was like I want to see how this goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was really curious too because I really I thought just honestly just the way that you know, I'm like yeah it makes sense you know everybody playing came from mm-hmm. the same vault. Yeah, we'd all be actual people okay this is gonna be wild you know right. but i'm very glad they brought human npcs back i, oh, yeah. I personally personally yeah, I, I, I think and they did it in a very good way too they did i feel um, like we're spending a lot of that. time on this game <laughs> sorry guys because there's a lot of like this is where like all three of us like we met this, this is how this we, is met. we met this, yeah. game. this is the game that yes. put us all together so we have i think more of emotional connection to this game and we've mm-hmm. all been through this game like you know for me since beta Scully very soon after that, and then Josh, you know, to the, you know, like a couple months after the game came out. I'm like, girl, I pre-ordered this game. I was so excited about it. <laughs> right, uh, dude. Yeah, yep, yep. I feel you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like honestly, but since playing the game since the beginning, the game has come a long way. Um, yes. I really fully enjoyed the early days when it was empty and it was just us because it made sense. And she has grown, and with the NPCs moving in, it makes sense. Um, oh, yeah. There are times where I, I think the uh, wasteland is now too busy. <laughs> we need, we do need a bigger map. We need more. I, yeah, <laughs> you guys, expeditions, expeditions. You guys, yeah. I, had, I had such a proud moment, not going to lie. When I was reading that timeline I sent you guys uh, for the mm-hmm. Fallout timeline, um, the part where it says the residents of Vault 76 defeat the Scorched Beast Queen and the Plague. And I was like, I was part of that. Like, I remember that community event where we were like, you have to kill mm-hmm. this many Scorched, you have to do this and that. And we completed it. We knocked it out. And I was like, I felt a different feeling uh, being part of a storyline. I was like, right, we added to the storyline. Yeah, yeah, I was like, we are <laughs> yeah. a part of that narrative. The players are mm-hmm. a part of that narrative in a different way than just completing a storyline. We actually yes. banded together and did something as like a community. And so I felt really proud seeing that in the the timeline for the Fallout lore. I was like, I was a part of that. <laughs> I I did it for the curly hair bun. But yeah, I I know, right? <laughs> I mean we we did it for the cosmetics, but <laughs> but we did yeah. it. Well, cool though is like it, it it's it's capturing like people who like the storytelling, people who like PvP, and people who like building. You know, like yeah. they've managed to get this all in one game and I'm everybody but... playing it together on the same servers, which is wild. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I am sad though, uh, that nuclear winter is gone because they had survival yeah. mode and they took that out and I'm like, well crap, all those builders are like, oh man. And then <laughs> the fact that nuclear winter is going to end soon. Oh, man. I know. And then it's like, wow, it's going to die again. <laughs> for, for those of you who are curious as to why the building community is like, oh, man, it's because that means all the people who love the PvP aspect of this mm-hmm. game are going to come back into the public servers and be yeah. a little upset and start trying to PvP with other people. And it's going to be it's a lot of frustration in the community. And they found a way to destroy camps without you being there or Argo against yeah. them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they nuke oh. it. I've had somebody nuke my camp before. Mm. And 
Yeah, okay. I think they wanted to like spawn in their camp or something, but like I didn't move and I just sat there and watched the nuke drop on my camp and they saw me watch. And I think they felt bad because they started rebuilding it. <laughs> they were just like, I wasn't expecting him to be here. <laughs> yeah, we thought you would leave the server, but I just stayed there because I was like, well, this is an honor. You're going to waste a nuke launch on my camp. And so, uh, I mean, I had And then also you get the little that. trophy, achievement. Unlocked. I did. I got, this, I got it. And I was like, wow, I didn't know there was an achievement. <laughs> and just to explain for those of you who haven't played 76 or never really heard about 76, you can launch nukes in this game. Full nukes, not many. Whole nuke. Yeah. Whole so, nuke. It's part of the quest line. Once you finish, yeah. I, it's like the end of the quest line. Once you finish it, you can launch nukes. Yeah. So yes, it's pretty cool. Yeah. You can't so. launch it on the like on Fallout not on the vault or anything. So there's that whole new player area that's the baby safe. area. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you've got your safe zones, but most of the map is pre-game. Mm. Uh, oh yeah. However, Including, don't yeah. <laughs> don't let that put you off though. Uh, most of the people that are launching nukes are launching it on where the Scorch Beast Queen spawns or where uh, certain large enemies spawn. Yes. So they're not just launching we, it willy-nilly. Or we need resources. Like yeah. Morgantown will get... I'll, I'll launch one because of... I need a lot of flux, man. Oh, yeah. And there's even <laughs> a warning system. Like, you know, it mm -hmm. goes, attention, citizens, nuclear strike imminent. And it gives you a countdown. You'll see where it drops. Yeah. 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 And it'll show you on so. the map. So if your camp is in the vicinity, you can leave the server. <laughs> yeah. But luckily, yeah. I, I bomb cities where most dwellers would probably be living at uh, on my private server. Fallout first, let me tell you, worth <laughs> a penny. Yes. Um, so I don't have to destroy another dweller's camp or chase them out of the server because I need flux or all the other right. stuff. So. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. But... I think I think we've covered the Fallout franchise, you guys. Yeah. I think we have. This is this was a lot to cover, but it's such a good franchise, and it really it is. is one of my favorites. And oh, yeah. I'm telling you too, like not only has it been a game that I played for years and years and years, like from college, you know, but in 2020, Fallout 76 was basically where I lived during oh, yeah. lockdown. Like mm -hmm. it's where I met all of you guys. It's yeah. like it. Who who knew that this 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 world would end up being family. very very important to us? Yeah. Yes, and yes. family. <laughs> Not to mention it enriches your music appreciation. Oh, that's all I'm saying. For oh, yeah. real. Oh God. Yeah. Oof. It's the, the, the music's just game. amazing. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um. I'll say this uh, on closing notes for Fallout 76. When I picked up this game, I wasn't expecting to join a Fallout community. Like, I never would have imagined. It was just another video game that I was going to play and I was going to have fun in. And then it yeah. turned into this amazing thing. And I stumbled into this community. And I've never really been a part of a gaming community like I am now. Same. I never, I never played video games with other people until I started playing with you, Scully. You're the one that started I that know. got me into playing with other people. <laughs> I remember that day on PlayStation. And then it was Fluffy. I think we met Fluffy. And then it just, just spiraled into a bunch of other amazing people. And right? yeah, the, the Fallout 76 community is a very vibrant, amazing group of people. Yeah, um, agreed. We do, we do have Instagram our... and yeah. Twitter we... and everything. Yeah, we do have yes. our bad eggs here and there, but uh, overall... Yeah, like every community, yeah. 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 Overall, it's a very welcoming community, and there are a lot of very nice people here. Yes. Mm -hmm. I love you guys! It's... Oh! oh love you too! Speaking of you guys, <laughs> speaking of the community, um, 
we did lose a member of our community recently. Yeah. And yeah. it still hurts. Yeah. It does. <laughs> it's been very hard for the community as a whole, and especially hard for those who were closest to him. I know most of our viewers will know uh, Gamer Redefined, Greg, um, passed away of a sudden heart attack, and we've all been grieving. <laughs> so I just wanted to make a little shout out to him in our episode, because it is a Fallout episode, and he was very much a part of this community and very bright because light. We now. are all rock stars. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, I'm so glad we're not on video for this episode. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm wiping the tears out of my eyes. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. He was an amazing individual, just a, a beacon of light. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, I, I trip over some of his videos he sends me over on my phone, and I, which I'm so happy I saved. And I'm just like, damn, <laughs> you know, you don't expect to be affected as much, but I'm just like, oh, okay. <gasps> yeah. Got it. That's like I'll give you an idea <laughs> to those listening, how close this community is. Uh, we ended up, I mean, obviously there was memorial services on every server or platform for yeah. Fallout 76. There was a fundraiser to help cover the extra costs of the funeral. Um, how much did we end up raising? Like over seven thousand dollars. Yes. Over seven thousand. Wow. And yeah. the remainder uh, after the funeral expenses was donated to the Trevor Project, which was something that was yeah. very near and dear to his heart. Very much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of mem memorial concerts as well from some of the musicians in the community. And yes. It was, just, it, it was a very rough mm -hmm. week. You know, we're still getting through it. Yeah. We're we at. We're grieving as a community and we're healing as a community, but we will never forget you, Greg. No. Ever will. That's the beauty of this game, though. <laughs> yes. It does. <laughs> and it was funny when we were uh, doing the memorial on PC, uh, a random player joined us and actually posted about it on Reddit. And he was like, This oh, is I why I love this community. I love that. Yeah. And I was just like, I cried when, when I read his Reddit post. I cried. I was like, Oh my God. Mm hmm. So that was that was amazing. Like you, you definitely you never know what you're gonna find when you log in to Fallout seventy six. Yeah. So, well, so um, <laughs> I know we actually wait. Our our outline for the show is supposed to go over tips and tricks, but we've we've gone on for about two hours now. I think we've gone on far long enough. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. yeah. If anybody's yeah. still listening, uh, yeah, you get some sort of an award. Yes. <laughs> right. For undying gratitude. You get our, our thumbs up that you can't see. <laughs> <laughs> Virtual high five to you, friend. Yeah. Um, promise we'll be a little more thorough on different games and ticks and trips as well. Yes. In the future podcast, yeah. please return back. <laughs> yes, well, and this was this was the series, right? So we were really yeah. trying to go over yeah. a bit more than just one game. When it's one oh, game, yeah. we'll definitely be able to get into a lot of the tips and oh, tricks. Oh god. Oh yeah. yeah. Definitely. That means you guys can force me to play all the other games. Well, oh, that's the beauty of there being three of us. Like you guys play Red Dead online. I don't really play Red Dead. So when yeah. we go over Red Dead, you guys will be more, you know, you'll have yes. more to say about oh, it than I will. <laughs> so in closing, um, you guys can follow our podcast on all of the social medias, except for YouTube. We are not on YouTube. You can find us under Balanced Pixels on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also find 
information about our show on my website, scullyface.com. You'll find the about page for Balanced Pixels on there. You can also find stuff for me on there too. Uh, where can, can where can you find stuff for you guys? <laughs> uh, find stuff for me on Instagram as underneath Trizzle Plays and on Twitter as Whitchip Barista. Long story behind that name, why it doesn't match my Instagram name, but uh, yeah, that's where you can find me. Mostly on those two uh locations josh yeah and so for me just go to grestiodos.com and that that has links to literally everything that i've got my hands into um so there you go yep Alrighty. so um what what should we go over next episode guys oh golly i'm like i know or we could do um we could do an indie game like a Mm. one of the ones that like isn't really played uh one of the lesser-known companies. They'll say what? Firewatch is one of my favorite in- favorite indie game. Firewatch is pretty cool. I haven't played through the whole thing though, but oh, it what? Is a pretty <gasps> fantastic game. I feel like that um... would be a good balance. Ah, ah, balance. Good balance. Doing doing a big <laughs> franchise and then do an indie game, something that's lesser known. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hopefully next year we'll be able to do uh, Stray as the indie game. <gasps> yes. Yes. So, do we want to do the, the fire one, Travis? Uh, the fire watch? Let's do fire watch. Okay, so... I'm, do... I'm down for fire watch. Alright, guys, so it's been decided. We're doing fire watch next episode. Yay! Such a good game, such a good game, such a good game! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, guys, so... Thanks for listening in! You guys are troopers sticking out to the whole franchise. Mm-hmm. For real. It's a, <clears throat> it's a big franchise. <laughs> we didn't even get into the add-ons and expansions and no oh gosh no would yeah. have been a four-hour episode for real yeah we don't want to do that to our listeners <laughs> <laughs> all right guys so uh enjoy our our end credits see you see you next episode bye. Bye again. thanks guys bye. bye thank you for listening to another episode of balance pixels our podcast logo is designed by josh Our intro was written by Josh, Scully, and Trizzle. The voiceover for our intro was recorded by Kevin Chenard. All of our audio editing is done by Scully. This episode was outlined by Scully, Trizzle, and Josh. Our sources for this episode were... Wikipedia and the Fallout Wiki. And we'd like to give a special thanks to our listeners. We'll see you next episode.